0: Let us journey now to Summerfield, nestling like a pearl in the golden setting of the autumn countryside. I put a spell on you, and now you're. The Monster Man. The, the Let's that.
1: see it. It's kind of crazy with a spooky little girl like you. really, so Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you feeling that? Now I am. Oh, yeah, you are. Uh, you got goddamn right. Uh, 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 uh. How's it going, folks? We're back. Ooh, God, that, that, that. Uh, some days that song just. It doesn't matter how many times I hear that song, it hits my soul. It, it just hits me. It's because love. We got a very special episode for you guys today. This is going to be part one of, I I don't know, how many parts are we going to do? Three? Four? We don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. Go on. Yeah, we'll have to see. There's a lot of material to cover. Jesus, we could do two months worth of I know. Like, we could do so much stuff. Well, first of all, how you been, man?
1: You doing Good. Doing good, doing good. The clo- the pumpkins are out now. You can buy the pumpkins in the stores.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah me and the wife, we uh, we were thinking about buying one this weekend. Oh, starting dude. our uh, starting an early project. Yeah,
1: yeah. Same here. I'm going to go buy some pumpkins this weekend. Um, nice, nice. Found a neat recipe for uh, Ichabod Crane's last meal.
0: Yeah, we were talking about that before the show. Um, yeah, I mean, we need to include a link for everyone. So then, what we if anybody wanted to participate. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, the uh you can find this guy makes the recipe. It's on Town Sends T O W N S E N D S on YouTube and he does a bunch of uh like 1700 stuff, but the uh Ichabod Crane thing, it it's it's kind of neat. It's the entire Van Tassel's Mill. So thought about that? Um That is really awesome. Uh pumpkin spice everything
0: is out right now so get your fill. <laughs> yeah get it get it in because oh man we have a starbucks outside of my work mm. and uh everything just smells like pumpkin spice right now not that I'm not, I'm not knocking that i actually love that smell but uh you know it's that time of the season no, no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> duncan is better my friend duncan is better really really i mm, i don't like i don't like their donuts
1: i don't even eat their donuts I can't see. You know uh, what? Everything yep, bagels. Their uh their their coffees, their ice coffees, their mm. they're bacon egg and cheese bagels. Fan freaking fantastic.
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll try it tomorrow. What do you guys have myself. a Dunkin's? Dunkin' donuts? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I thought it was strictly East Coast. No, no. We got both. We got Krispy uh Krispy cream. They're a little bit more uh spaced out. But, well, we have Dunkin's, yeah. Mm, do, you, do you like, uh,
1: I mean, they've got, if you're looking for fall stuff, they've got a pumpkin latte
0: with a pumpkin spice donut <laughs> on top so, so of it. <laughs> the only donut that I've ever, I know I'm straying a little bit, but the only donut I ever liked from Dunkin' uh, was the Reese Cup uh, chocolate, Reese peanut butter donut what had the peanut butter in the middle. It was really good. mm I don't I don't even know if they carry it anymore. Maybe I'll drop by tomorrow and I see. I am not a donut fan. Uh
1: Ooh, you a bagel you a bagel guy? Oh I love bagels. Everything bagels, yeah. plain bagels. Uh, bagels are good. Everything bagel with the schmear of cream cheese. A little yeah. schmear of it.
0: A little schmear? <laughs> yeah. A, a little schmear. Little schmear. What, what, what what accent is that? Uh,
1: I don't or... I mixed it up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm I mean, was, was trying to go Jewish, <laughs> the Jewish we've Scots. Got,
0: <laughs> we've got some Scottish listeners out there, so shout out to you guys. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't do your accent. It's an awesome accent. I can't do it. I don't but... think that they do smears of cream cheese and get a smear <laughs> of haggis on my bagel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh man. Well, today we're going to be diving in to the huge and i i do mean gigantic back catalog of uh well none other than Ed and Lorraine Warren. I think you guys may probably know them best. Well, you know what? Before we go, before we continue, mm-hmm. I got I got to cue up that music, man. That that nice oh that cozy ambiance. We, we didn't have it we last week. We without. need it now. Yeah, we didn't. We got it. We so last week was a bit of a hodgepodge episode.
1: It's okay. It's okay.
0: We still got a uh, almost back.
1: a full time, but now we've got the, yeah. the intro music. We've got the. We're back. Um, yeah. But as as Chad was saying, you guys have, if you follow us on uh, Instagram at happy underscore haunting, you probably have seen me posting this week about Ed and Lorraine. And now it is Friday, September the seventeenth, and you are getting. The Ed and Lorraine episode. As we said, we don't know how many episodes we're going to do of Ed and Lorraine because they've got such a... Uh, well, if, if they were a band, they would have a discography for crying out loud. Yeah, out man. <laughs>
0: it's There's so much stuff. Um, Famous, when cases? Was the first, Famous cases. When was the first time you heard about Ed and Lorraine? Because I'll tell you this much. For me, it was not The Conjuring. Uh No. I
1: probably... I couldn't give you a specific date. I know that it was Travel Channel that brought them.
0: Into my vision, yeah, that's probably. Well, it was either that or it was a special features on one of the Amityville horror DVDs back in the day.
1: Oh no, this for me it was uh, before. I mean, I hadn't. Maybe I'm not going to say it was before the movie had came out because Amityville had been redone two or three times. But oh man, yeah, um, yeah. If. Uh, do a series on that <laughs> the amityville oh <laughs> i know the amityville case the annabelle case the the parent family house which is uh um, um oh which one was it it was haunting no it's the, the conjuring. conjuring the conjuring yes conjuring. the parent family conjuring. house is the conjuring
0: well they were also involved in the real haunting of connecticut right yes yes they yeah, were also so. yeah. um which,
1: the Haunting of Connecticut, refresh my memory, that's where they're in the funeral home, right? Correct. I believe the house was actually built on a morgue? Okay, yeah, that's the... Yeah? I'm going to butcher this last name, but that's one of their most famous cases. That's the snekeder S-N-E-K-E-D-E-R
0: house. snekeder Yes. snekeder Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, that one's fascinating. Yeah. Um, I think if you've ever been fascinated, you know, most of our listeners are probably already into the horror and the occult and all that jazz, so, I mean, you guys have probably known about Ed and Lorraine way before the movies as well, um, but I I figured we would would probably touch upon, I guess, their most famous, most well-known cases, uh, for those who are mostly familiar with the films, um... But we got a lot to we got a lot to dive into. So, uh, Justin, you want to take us away? I think you're muted. Yeah, sorry. Uh, oh, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> it happens. Um,
1: first, jumping into this, I would like to talk about who Ed and Lorraine actually were. I know we gave you a brief overview, um, and that they were famous for several different cases but they were some say America's first paranormal investigators I would contend with that they're probably not the first but they are definitely the most famous uh, Mm -hmm. and authors of different books that uh, are based on prominent cases and alleged hauntings Uh, Ed was a self-taught self-professed demonologist
0: so how do you self-teach it yourself to you important? know I, I I always wondered that you know it's like i guess it's the same there's no certification i guess it's the same way you would self-teach anything for yeah, that fact no yeah. matter but that's a that's a pretty pretty big thing like I, i'm gonna dive into some religion here because i mean it's all relevant in, in this situation um you can't go and become a self-certified priest or pastor. You have to go to school for that. There's right, actually, right. you have to do studies. So I would assume demonology is not much more different than that. Well, probably now it's not, but who knows? Who knows how far along yeah, they
1: came True. Um, but, uh, so Ed was a uh, self-taught demonologist. Lorraine was a professed clairvoyant. Uh, And she also claimed to have a light trace of medium abilities, and she worked closely with her husband. They were a duo in paranormal investigations uh, and, Mm. uh, and exorcisms. They founded the New England Society for Psychic Research in 1952. It's the oldest ghost hunting group in New England.
0: Ooh, take that, Taps! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Rhode Island, <laughs> oh, right? No, I'm uh, not our boys. Uh, <laughs> no, I would never knock our boys. Uh, but
1: there several cases have uh, spawned dozens of films and television series, documentaries, um, onward and upward. Is uh, it's it's safe to say that Ed and Lorraine were not broke. <laughs> from yeah, you know they weren't yeah. poor. I'm not going to say no. that they were charging people to come and get a demon out of their daughter, but well, they didn't have to. The, no. the publicity, alone, oh yeah, yeah. They were in several. You, you can know. find all the old newspaper clippings. You can find the old interviews. They used to appear on a TV show, um, back in the '70s and '80s, if I'm not mistaken, mm. where they would well, come uh, on and talk about, you know. They're different things, and that's not even mentioning the fact that they started their occult museum.
0: Mm-hmm. Which um, I, I believe at this unfortunate time has closed down permanently, if I'm not bad mistaken. Uh, is that correct? Uh, what I'm seeing is that it is, but if I'm not mistaken,
1: because it's it's in Mur- Monroe, Connecticut, um, mm-hmm. her son-in-law, Tony Spera, the uh, husband to her daughter, he was helping her run it, and he was also taught demonology by Ed. Uh, so I thought that they were still, that he still had it open. Uh, obviously, Lorraine does not. Uh, Lorraine passed away in 2019. Yeah. Uh, and Ed, he passed away in 2006.
0: Yeah, I I remember actually um, the day he passed away. They they actually did um, a few specials, I think. Yeah, you like can some, um, some paranormal specials. You
1: can find the if you have uh, Discovery Plus, or if you just want to look it up on Travel Channel, they did a shock doc on Ed and Lorraine Warren, which is really really neat. Everything that. I mean, obviously everything that we're going to talk about is going to be in there and you'll get to see some of the clips as well, but if you've uh, got free time and you're trying to get in the spooky mood, that, that shock documentary is something that I would uh, recommend.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, I think one of the most fascinating things about these two individuals... And I, I don't know if we're going to dive into it right now out of the gate or, or if it's something that we should address later on. But um, I'm just going to put the cards on the table. <laughs> <laughs> you already know where I'm going with this. A lot of people believe that these two individuals were what we like to call con artists. See, oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Con artist. I would you as an individual put – a label of con artist on either of these two individuals. I
1: am not going to state my opinion until the end,
0: good sir. Fair enough. (laughs) I I will say this for me. They were very, very, very sly opportunist. That's what I will say. They
1: did pick and choose some very grand opportunities Not to mention the fact that Ed has went on record while talking to journalists or authors of books saying things that did not help their case, which we'll get into in just a couple of moments. But there's things that he has said that did not help the situation of people thinking that they could possibly be a fraud.
0: Yeah. Well, we do have a little clip queued up. Um. Would you care to take a listen?
1: The parent house was a very, very old house. Very, very old house. Now, certain families, certain families can move into these houses where phenomena has taken place, but it doesn't affect them. Other families can move in, and hell breaks loose. I mean, they weren't that kind of people. that were opening doors with Ouija boards and doing things like that. They weren't that kind of people. They were living out in the country.
0: Had a little bit of a uh, an issue there with my audio, but you get the you get the uh, the the gist of it there. I'd say for the most part. Yeah, that um, was uh,
1: that was Lorraine talking about the uh, Perrin family, which is the family uh, in the movie The Conjuring. The actual family that
0: The Conjuring was based off of. So, uh, now, I wonder, was that their very first... That wasn't their very first case, was it? Um, No, their first...
1: We'll say famous. We'll do famous case. Because, and the reason I say famous is because... Ed and Lorraine, uh, like I said, they started in 1952, and they claim that they investigated 10,000 paranormal cases in their lifetime. Now,
0: Sweet Jesus.
1: (laughs) It's not impossible because both of them were born in the 20s. Yes, you heard me, 20s. And let's just break that number down. If they did... 10,000 paranormal cases in their lifetime, then uh, they would have to investigate one case per day, and it would take them 27 and a half years to investigate 10,000 yeah. paranormal cases. And that's without taking weekends off.
0: I'm sorry, but that math is very, very extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they're, they're old, so maybe they exaggerated. Who knows? Maybe. maybe well, you know what? I, I'm also... This was a time before the internet. This was a time mm-hmm. a lot of people had free time and they took their professions very serious. Especially when you're making as I mean as making as much money as they were doing certain things. Yeah. Um, I mean they were also members of uh,
1: devout members of the Catholic Church. So they lived yeah, and breathed yeah, they did this. Um, you asked what their if the parent family investigation, the conjuring house? Uh, was their first big investigation it was not
0: I always thought it was the very first like widely famous one uh, that, that 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 like kind of drew the media in that's
1: what bit. I assumed as well but if we're checking the dates then it looks like the Annabelle case was done first in nineteen sixty eight and of course, yeah, we're gonna give a brief overview of their most famous cases. Now, uh, now, Chad, the the first one is the Annabelle case. Uh, you guys have probably seen the movie. If you have not, uh, it is the case of two roommates that claimed that their raggedy Ann doll was possessed by a spirit of a young girl named Annabelle Higgins. And the Warrens took the doll, telling the roommates that it was being manipulated by an inhuman presence, and then. Uh, There's details, obviously, but we'll get into those in later episodes, but this Annabelle doll is supposed to be the epitome of evil, and it is on display in their
0: occult museum. Funny how that works. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Oh, you're going to be one of those this episode, are you? Yeah, I have to be, and it's not because, like I said, it's not that I don't think that there was some legitimacy in behind some of the things that they did. I just think like I said, they were very sly opportunists. They were individuals who saw a moment and they took they capitalized on it to its fullest. That's just called being a good business individual. Um, so you're not alone because
1: we took a poll and at least thirty percent of our listeners think that well thirty percent of our listeners that voted think that Ed
0: and Lorraine were frauds.
1: Yeah. The rest obviously uh, do not think
0: that. See, that was higher than I anticipated. I thought we were going to hit around the 10% margin. Um, It stayed strong at 30. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that everything that they did was fraudulent. I'm just saying I think some of the cases that they investigated were fraudulent.
1: Mm.
0: I'm sure there was some grain of truth in every single thing that they tried to do. I don't know if that helps my case, or not, but that <laughs> well, just brings. The, I mean, like, was <laughs> the, Lorraine psychic or was she schizo? Was she seeing things? I, I think she's... she was. She probably saw some stuff. <laughs> I'm, I, I think she probably did. Um, Any
1: psychics or mediums out there? His name is Chad. You can find him on Instagram <laughs>
0: <laughs> at the Duly Noted. Yeah. I, I think that. <sighs> She has a very level head on her shoulders when conducting interviews. So did, but here's the thing: Ed didn't really talk very much. Ed was a very reserved individual. Now he, he didn't really see him. He in did interviews. not normally, but
1: if you put him in front of a camera, the man went off. The man would. Stand. Yeah, <laughs> I don't but, know but what the, that says to the legitimacy of.
0: I, I think it's you know. Um, It's just, you know, he he tended to just be a little more reserved than her. Like, when it comes down to, like, not necessarily blurting out things, but, like, he was not on camera often, and probably for good Mm -hmm. reason. Good financial reasons.
1: That's, I mean, you've probably got a good point there. He he was the one out of the two of them that was in close contact with the Catholic Church. He was the one that would call in exorcisms. Uh, They even had him do... Uh, preparations for exorcisms whenever they couldn't get a priest there fast enough. Uh, That's happened in several different occasions. Um, But, continuing on with their most famous cases, to kind of give you a backstory on our uh, deadly duo here. Is that bad, since they're both dead? Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just a bit. The Annabelle case, um, which inspired the Annabelle movies... Uh, was their first famous one 1968 their second in their famous cases came in 1971 and that was the Perrin family the, mm. the Warrens claimed that a Harrisville Rhode Island home of the Perrin family was haunted by a witch who lived there in the early 19th century according to the Warrens mm, I'm going to mess this name up Beth, okay. Bathsheba Sherman cursed the land, so that whoever lived there somehow died a terrible death. Somehow, uh, the story yeah. is the subject of the two thousand and thirteen film *The Conjuring*. Uh, Lorraine Warren was a consultant to the production, so she followed closely with the actual conjuring production, and it had a cameo in the movie as well. Where was she at in the movie? That I do not know. Huh. Google, yeah, yeah, you could definitely find yeah. it on Google. <laughs> uh, I mean, along with that, USA Today also covered the films. Oh, and they have this in quotation: "supposed factual grounding."
0: Ah, see, see, <laughs> see what you're doing to us, James oh, Wan. <laughs> um, so you you.
1: If anybody hasn't seen The Conjuring, you're missing out. It's it's a very good film, good yeah. set of films. Uh, obviously, the actual... Yeah, all, all three of them were really yeah, good. Yeah, they actually. were. Uh, I, the Perrin family did not have a haunting that lasted three films. We can get into that as well a little bit in another episode. We'll do a whole other episode where we're actually going to get in-depth about some of these cases here. But Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it is not a three-film thing. That's Mr. Wan's doing but i'm not going to complain
0: trilogy of terror
1: it is it is um their third most famous case in the order of uh timeline happened in 1975 it is the amityville case my favorite
0: Mm -hmm. or one of my favorites i should say
1: it this uh is claiming that this is the case that the warrens are best known for So the Warrens had involvement in the Amityville Horror case in which a New York couple, George and Kathy Lutz, claimed to have their house haunted by a violent, demonic presence so intense that it actually drove them out of their home. Um, The Amityville Horror conspiracy authors Stephen and Roxanne Kaplan characterized this case specifically as a hoax. Uh, Lorraine Warren told a reporter for the Express Times newspapers that the Amityville Horror was not a hoax. Uh, The reported haunting was the basis for a 1977 book, The Amityville Horror, adapted into a movie in 1979 and in 2005 when the best, in my opinion, was done with uh, Sir Ryan Reynolds.
0: Mr Reynolds. Uh fun fact, well it's not so much fun for this individual, but uh Ronald Joseph DeFeo Junior, the individual who actually did the mass murderings of the house, passed away this year on March twelfth. Yes. Albany, New York.
1: Yeah, so just to touch on that, uh if you've not seen Amityville Horror, which another one that's I mean, I would I recommend that one. Uh hundred and ten percent. It's fantastic. But
0: you're not gonna see Ed and Lorraine in it, but
1: Yeah, exactly. It's good. So in the original case, it if I'm not mistaken, it's the son, correct, that correct, is staying yeah. in the basement. He yeah, claims yeah. that he's hearing voices telling him to kill the entire family, that it's a demonic spirit. And he
0: basically goes through the house and shoots everyone in their bedrooms. Unfortunately, homeboy cleaned house. Um, six counts of second-degree murder. He was sentenced to six. Second-degree? Are you out of here? Yeah, I, <laughs> it was I promise in his you. Hands. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Six counts of second degree murder. I guess it was the uh, the insanity plea. I would assume that got the second degree. Uh, we would have mm. to do some research on that. Uh, he was sentenced to six sentences of twenty five years to life, on which uh, unfortunately time ran out for him this year. I wouldn't say unfortunately. I don't know. I, I for him maybe. Like I said. Um, This murder took place on November 13th of 1974. And uh, the weapon that was used was a thirty five caliber rifle. A Marlin.
1: Mm. Mm. So, this specific Amityville story uh, was refuted by eyewitness investigations and forensic evidence. Which is strange because we know... For a fact that he definitely shot people in the house.
0: Yes. Uh, Made the house very hard to sell. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, In 1979, lawyer William Weber stated that he and Jay Anson and the occupants invented the horror story over many bottles of wine. That does not make sense.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me too because that means something would have had to have gotten out during their conversation.
1: Well, I think what he's hinting toward is uh, that while defending the son,
0: oh, oh, that they came
1: saying. up with the horror story over bottles of wine while they were trying to figure out how can he get a lesser sentence.
0: I was under the impression. That after he was sentenced, uh, that's when the whole supernatural side of things started coming out. Now, maybe I'm wrong about that, but for some reason, in my memory, I, I remember reading something about that. I don't know; I'm probably off. Well, it's been a long time.
1: It's it's the details that I think that uh, this lawyer was talking about. It's not necessarily the case itself. Um, It's everything that followed after. Like you were saying, the supernatural things that happened after, quote-unquote. Yeah. Because shortly after that is when the book followed, Uh, the Amityville Horror book, which was a big seller, and the author was Jay Anson, and he was friends with the lawyer William Weber, and apparently the details of the book that were portrayed as factional were claimed to be made up while drinking wine.
0: Red, red wine. (laughs) Get a little... (laughs) Little Peter yeah. Tosh, little Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> um I could see that. I, I could see that being the case, but um I mean people live there now are correct? Mm.
1: Um yes, yeah, they do. And I don't think that they have reported anything happening.
0: Mm makes you wonder
1: as a matter of fact Maybe. i think that there is a uh, girl on tiktok that lives in the house and she has posted pictures and videos up and oh that's great we should get her on the show oh that would that would be kind
0: of cool yeah yeah that would be dope oh man you do like a, a, a set up a live 24-hour camera somewhere in the house mm. that'd be dope oh
1: that would be really neat
0: especially uh, ooh, like uh how sci-fi
1: used to do their live uh, ghost hunts for halloween yeah uh, yeah that would be cool we'd probably uh, i think get things on tape that we don't need to be
0: live streaming out there yeah yeah probably no. i mean i just wanted to you know be, be, be the one to say <laughs> yeah. that, that this house is clean <laughs> i just wanted to be, be that, that person it is cleansed <laughs> don't go into the light the Caroline. Carolyn Oh no Give me that tennis uh. ball uh. <laughs>
1: Watch my backhand mm. uh. <laughs> So after that In the midst of the Amityville horror uh, investigation People were saying that it was a hoax In the midst of that Comes their next case that was famous The Enfield Poltergeist 1977 uh, Which took place in North London The suburb of Enfield it was haunted by a poltergeist activity and that this one's really interesting that's the story the inspiration for the story of the conjuring part 2
0: yes this one is definitely one of the ones that kind of uh it's a big fat slap on the face if i'm being Honest about it, but I'll let you. I'll, I'll, I digress. Well, Continue. a fun
1: fact just a quick fun fact you, you would have to, this could be something that we could get further into. But um, while a number of independent observers dismissed the incident as a hoax and carried out by attention hungry children, the Warrens were convinced that it was a case of demonic possession. The story, as I just said, was the inspiration of The Conjuring 2, although there are several eyewitnesses and critics that say that the Warrens were not as involved in this case as they pretended to be or as the film portrayed them to be. In fact, that they had shown up to the scene uninvited, they weren't requested, Mm -hmm. and that they had been refused entry into the house at all.
0: I believe they only actually spent a grand total of, like, two to three days there in general. Like, just in the surrounding area.
1: Yeah. Um, there was a Guy Lion Playfair, a parapsychologist who investigated the infill case alongside Maurice Gross. Uh, also says that the film greatly exaggerated the Warrens' role as well. He stated in 2016 that they turned up one time, and Ed told Playfair that the Warrens could make money out of the case, and that that's why they showed up. Mm. See? Now, Ed, I don't know if he really said it, but Ed... (sighs) Uh, Ed... You dirty, dirty bird. If it's true, then Ed was probably like, ah, everybody's wanting a little bit of money. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll just tell this guy; he'll get some cash. We'll get some cash.
0: Lorraine gets to keep thinking she's hearing spirits. What if he was just enabling her? Like, what if that's what it was the whole time? He's like, my wife's crazy, but I gotta enable her. See, if f- I don't know why I'm making If they're frauds, him sound like then that.
1: he definitely enabled her and enabled oh, her my for God, years. God, that's horrible. He would. I mean, unless she was in on it. We can't just pretend that Lorraine is this innocent woman.
0: Very well, yeah, no, that
1: she could have been in on it. But if she was not, then he was like, do you hear something? And she's like, yeah, you yeah, have do.
0: <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> What's that, girl? What is that? God, that's go get awful. Go get, go get it. Go, go get that ghost. Go get that demon better get that demon. Go get the doll. Get the raggedy hand doll. Go go get that raggedy hand. You like your toy, don't you? (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, That's awful. I apologize to those who were deceased (laughs) and no longer with
1: us. Yes. Sorry, Lorraine.
0: Moving on. This is one of my favorite cases uh,
1: that they did. And it is not one uh, that has been talked on much until recently because this is the most recent Conjuring film. I don't think that yep. they did the Conjuring film uh, that well, from what I've heard. I, I agree, but I... it is the uh, the possession of Arnie Johnson. Uh, <sighs> 19- this one's a this one's a beast. Yeah. no pun intended. It oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this one's a beast. This took place in 1981, a few years after the Infield Poltergeist. Uh, Arnie and Arnie Cheyenne Johnson was accused of killing his landlord, Alan Bono. Ed and Lorraine Warren had been called prior to killing to the killing to deal with the alleged demonic alleged demonic possession of the younger brother of the Johnson's fiancee. Uh, The Warrens subsequently claimed that Johnson, Arnie Johnson, was possessed and at trial Johnson attempted to plead not guilty by reason of demonic possession but was unsuccessful in his plea Uh, The story is made into film into the movie The Conjuring The Devil Made Me Do It The case was described in the 1983 book The Devil in Connecticut by Gerald Brittle Um, the brief overview, if you've not seen The Devil Made Me Do It, because you've probably heard the same things that I did, that the film wasn't as good. Arnie Johnson was marrying the love, his, his high school sweetheart. Her, they had just bought a brand new house. Her younger brother was at their house that they had just bought, helping them clean. He was in what would be their master bedroom, where he was, as he says, shoved to the ground, and that's when the demonic presence that was in their new house latched onto him. They were all afraid. They stayed one night and started hearing thumps and walking around, and they move out and move into a new house. The younger brother claims that this demon is talking to him the entire time and that it traveled from that house to his parents' house where this whole Ed and Lorraine um, exorcism takes place on the younger brother, in which this demon leaves the younger brother and goes into Arnie, causing Arnie to kill their landlord. What is not probably mentioned, I don't know if it shows it in the movie, Chad, you can correct me, but the night that he kills the landlord, they were drinking... With the landlord, and if I'm not mistaken, his wife was flirting with said
0: landlord,
1: and he mm. got drunk and shot him.
0: So it's 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 kind or of eluded, him, him. yeah. It's it's eluded that uh, in the movie version, it's um, the landlord was drunk, and he always had an obs- a, a f- obsession with playing music extremely loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he decided to do that whole dance with me, baby. And um, you know, he's dancing with the the guy's girl even though she's kind of I'll no, stop it you know, just doing that whole thing. And uh Arnie's like I'm sick I think, you know, he goes for the stabs, yeah. the stabbity stabs. Yeah. Uh of course, you know, that's just for dramatic effect. Which they he gotta do that. He the
1: then movies. takes off running. Uh the cops find him in the woods with the knife Um and then comes the court case, which made big headlines. By the way, uh, a man uh, pleading innocence by a demonic possession. So.
0: Man, the next one. Can you imagine? Oh, oh sorry. Whoa, no, go whoa. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna say, can you imagine if like that 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 was used on a regular basis? Like the, the
1: oh yeah, the and if it actually worked, little, I mean, what could you prove? Yeah. Of it?
0: Can you prove they're right or wrong? No. No, I still think way. that he received a lesser sentence for that. He did. He actually got out. Yeah, um, yeah. he went. He, he he apparently went on to live a pretty normal life. Um, I, I do believe they that got his they brother, got a divorce too. By the way, <laughs> yeah. A... I, and I remember reading an interview uh, with his brother, who basically his brother straight up said it was all a bunch of bullshit, and um, he thought the the Warrens were very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know all of this is on. God, that. This sounds like a smear campaign. I know. I know. <laughs> all I'm this not is even in trying. That
1: shot doc on Travel Channel, by the way, and you actually get to mm. hear interviews from these people uh, from yeah. this uh, Arnie Johnson case. But yeah. Yeah. trying to speed things up here, the next most famous case is the Sneedecker House or Snydecker, Sneedecker. 1986. Ed and Lorraine Warren arrived and proclaimed that the Snydecker house, a former funeral home, to be infested with demons. Uh The case was featured in the 1993 book, In a Dark Place, the story of a true haunting. A TV film later became part of the Discovery Channel series, A Haunting, the show, A Haunting, was produced in 2002. And that was based off of this. And then they started bringing in more cases of a haunting. Because you can find... They ran for nine seasons. Uh, But this is the Haunting in Connecticut movie. If anybody has not seen it, it is good. But (laughs) this case (laughs) also takes another turn too. Because this woman, uh, the mother, continued... After this whole thing was done and over with. After Ed and Lorraine had moved on to another case, the mother gets a book put out she is also the driving force behind having a movie made into it yeah um
0: which is more the movie seems like it's more of a triumph over cancer than it is anything
1: yeah exactly um one thing that the movie did not show and for very good reason is that because as you've seen in the movie it's the mom the two younger children the cousin that is babysitting the children, living with them, and the older brother that's living in the bottom part of the funeral home uh, who has cancer. One thing that's not mentioned is that the older brother, and this is claimed by the cousin, uh, mm-hmm. that he raped her yeah. and claimed that it was due to possession.
0: Ugh, man. See, here we go again. <laughs> People pleading this whole possession thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh.
1: The the mother definitely made money off
0: the book. Oh, yeah. And she probably made money off of this film, too.
1: <laughs> Funny enough, there's a guy that was a paranormal investigator that uh, was involved in the Snydecker house, and he quoted this. He said if Lorraine Warren told me that the sun was going to come up tomorrow morning, I would get a second opinion and a third. <laughs> damn
0: Damn okay. Uh that's bad. Well, it's, uh, damn, that's rough. That that's that's like that's probably one of the worst insults that you could deliver to someone.
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm um also to round it out their last most famous case is the exorcism of the werewolf case
0: Mm, this one's weird this one's really freaking weird
1: which we could we could save uh some for that i think you have some tidbits to throw in
0: well i'll just say this it's the closest thing to an A real werewolf encounter, I guess, that we could ever really see. Which, funny Um, enough, as we mentioned before, uh, werewolves are mainly spotted
1: uh, still to this day in different places in England. And this Mm -hmm. southend werewolf case by the Warrens took place in Essex, England.
0: It's 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 a good one. It's it was their last, wasn't it? Um, I. It was in the nineties, correct? Eighty nine. Eighty-nine. Huh. It They 80, really didn't
1: have much of anything to do with it from what I'm reading.
0: Well, I thought that they attended the court trial.
1: They – so basically um, an ordinary a carpenter named William Ramsey uh, claimed to be possessed by a demon that compelled him to take into the form of a werewolf. Ramsey experienced his first quote-unquote transformation at the age of nine, as he described it. He was playing outside, and he felt an icy cold breeze followed by an awful smell. Before he knew it, he flew into a rage, uprooting a fence post with the fence still attached, gnawing at the wire mesh. Ramsey would not experience another episode like this until adulthood. Uh, Damn, Ramsey. He would fly into violent fits of rage, during which he would display inhuman strength, baring his teeth and growling and curling his hands like claws. The Warrens caught wind of this in 1989 and convinced Bill Ramsey to come to their church in Connecticut and undergo an exorcism with a specialist, Bishop Robert McKenna.
0: So this like i said this is probably the closest thing that we've ever had to a reported quote-unquote werewolf case on file uh unless you count like uh the the, the michigan dog man or uh um oh man i can't think of the name of that video you know what i'm talking about um we'll we'll bring that up later on down the line but anyway this is yeah definitely the closest thing that we'll ever see to that i think um Agreed. I always thought that they attended the court case, but maybe I, I couldn't remember uh, to what caliber they were involved in, but it was definitely a lighter caliber.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently uh, they, they just came in at the butt end of things uh, for, the, yeah. for the exorcism. Yeah. But those are the main cases of the Warrens, and briefly I would like to go into the fact that um, we had another poll. And that was if anybody would actually go to the Warren's Museum and see the Annabelle doll. It was 100% yes. Oh, yeah. No uh, we doubt. didn't have any no's from the viewers or listeners out there. But, going back to our first poll, if they are frauds, and this is touching on everything that we've been reading. Uh, yeah. Here's yeah. some food for thought on if they were frauds. Even if uh, Because I want to believe that they're real. But... Here are some things on the latter part of that argument. Uh, The Lutzes in the Amityville house, they they claimed that they had found a demonic hoofprint in the snow outside of their house. But after research, the Lutzes could not have found a demonic hoofprint in the snow when they said that they did because the weather records from that day and time in that area showed that there was zero snowfall to leave footprints in. (sighs) Oh. Uh, (laughs) The book details extensive damage To the home's doors and hardware The original locks, doorknobs And hinges were actually untouched After they went in and investigated Um, Mm. The book and film show police Being called to the house But During the 28 day siege That drove the Lutz family from the house They never called once according to police records Jesus
0: <laughs> moving on it breaks my heart man. it just <laughs> breaks my heart because like I want to believe in this stuff so bad but they just make it so damn difficult to
1: yeah I know um
0: <laughs>
1: it's, Whoa, it's somebody's
0: walking yeah I know <laughs>
1: So, the case that f- was featured in the original Conjuring movie was a real-life haunting, as we said, the Perrin family. Uh, and one of the children have confirmed that the movie is accurate. However, the woman who currently owns the home where the parents lived, Norma Sutcliffe, says the movie is complete fiction and ended up making an hour-long YouTube horror video uh, about all of the Perrin family. The second Conjuring movie is about uh, the real-life infield hauntings. The real family involved in the haunting did get caught faking evidence of the haunting as shown in the movie. Also, like in the movie, police officers involved really did claim to see objects move on their own. However, as far as the Warrens were involved, people who were involved in the case say that the Warrens didn't show up and they didn't want to be invited into the house, as we know. Um, The haunted Annabelle doll that the couple is famous for, that Ed and Lorraine are famous for, is certainly an extremely creepy story, but that's probably the whole story, because this specific story first appeared on an episode of The Twilight Zone, which aired seven years before the Warrens ever met the roommates with the Annabelle doll. Uh, The episode is titled The Living Doll, on the show's fifth season of The Twilight Zone.
0: Which is a uh, wonderful show, by the way, for those <laughs> who have never seen it. I don't know who hasn't, but uh, that that's the first thing that my brain went to, was, oh, they probably, Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. just a bad, you know, Twilight Zone day. Uh,
1: there are several different accounts of, specifically, um, the Haunting in Connecticut case that they did, the... Um, Whenever the reporter came to ask them questions, Ed specifically told this reporter that the family was crazy to not believe what they said. He gave the guy two sentences of what happened, and then he said, quote-unquote, go ahead and make the rest up. Make sure it's scary, though.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, <sighs> Damn it, Lorraine. <laughs> Damn it, Ed. Damn it, both of you. So, that is... They...
1: Several, several, several cases. Um, oh, the Warren Occult Museum contains haunted demonic objects from cases where it seems... Like, it would have been extremely easy to get verifiable evidence of the paranormal, right? I mean, you know, if these, if these yeah, objects right. are actually doing things, then they should have some sort of evidence. Um, for instance, in their museum, the Warrens had a vampire coffin from a modern-day vampire that they claimed that they met. Oh, my God, I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. mm. What? They couldn't get hard evidence from the vampire, but they could get his coffin? Question mark?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> beyond <laughs> those, you need to put claims. them
0: in touch with John Edmond. Uh, beyond
1: the claims that the Warrens fabricated at least parts of each famous haunting that they were involved in, they are extremely there are extremely troubling claims where Ed Warren groomed a 15 year old girl that he met while oh. working as a bus driver, and that they eventually had a 40 year relationship behind Lorraine's back. The warrants officially said that they moved the girl into their house because she had nowhere else to go and they felt sorry for her. Jesus
0: when Lorraine
1: Christ. signed on to consult with the Conjuring movie, she got, she got a contract that states that the movie will not feature any of the negative uh, things about Ed, including the sex with minors, child pornography (laughs) prostitution or sexual assault that he was accused of my my god God, the catholic church
0: yeah there you go spotlight we've come
1: full circle (laughs) oh my god i don't think i like the warrens anymore
0: (laughs) uh i was gonna ask i we're running out of time so i wanted to get your 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 uh final opinion Um, before we before we close out um, I think know, what that a, what a that, moment to ask, I right? I think
1: that, especially after reading that, yeah. uh, that was genuine reaction. I've never heard anything about that. From <laughs> Ed. Um, so, I think that if they faked stuff, that they faked parts of the case. I think that they probably did walk on into some spooky shit, but I think that the huge parts that movies were made off of, they probably exaggerated
0: yeah, um, I'm gonna give it a percentage rating. I think that there is about 15 percent of what they said was true. The rest. Oh
1: my God, that's low. A
0: bunch of a bunch of hoopla. Did the child pornography um, throw you off? Is that? <laughs> oh no. Well, I mean that doesn't help his case <laughs> any. Um, but I, I will say this: I'm a firm believer in the paranormal. I, I. I want to believe every little thing that I can, but when the evidence is stacked against you and it looks very favorable against you, I got to go with uh, the proof that's in the pudding. And I- I'm sorry, uh, ghost of Ed and Lorraine. I think you're, you're crooks. You're,
1: you're crooks. I uh, I don't think that you're complete crooks, but I think that you've definitely got some skeletons in your closet and you did not exercise those. Uh that's a
0: damn shame. Well, it's that time, once again, where we wrap everything back up in a big old trick-or-treat bag. i tell you who's watching. To who's watching? It who's is watching?
1: in the Catholic Church.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are, unfortunately... Oh, uh, jeez, man! You, man! Catholic <laughs> Church needs to get a grip on everything. <laughs> I, I tell you. Oh God! Well, 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 Justin, anything you need to take us yes, out on? Any, yes, any yes. birthdays? What, what we got going we got, on? Oh. Some horror birthdays, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yesterday, Thursday, September the sixteenth was the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> the Ed thing's killing me. Yesterday, September 16th, was the one and only Jennifer Tilly's birthday. Jennifer Tilly, Ooh. most known for her role in Bride of Chucky. Anybody? Yeah, you all know who I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, 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 uh, Also...
0: The movie. Sorry, it's, we're still hung me. up over this Ed thing. <laughs> uh, Man, we can't even give uh, we can't even give Miss Tilly a proper birthday <laughs> send off. Sorry, here. out there. Um, September sixteenth. Uh, also, there
1: was the movie Blair Witch, the recreation of Blair Witch, released in two thousand sixteen. But today, in September the seventeenth, in horror history. We have one of your favorites, Chad, Ruppy yeah. McDowell. Woo! Which played Mc <clears throat> He played the uh, the uh, the magician, am I right? On Friday night?
0: Uh yeah, Peter Vincent. Yes, he played, he played Peter Vincent, Peter the Vincent Vampire on Vampire Killer. Night,
1: September seventeenth. Yeah. He was also in the Twilight episodes and he played in the uh, Alfred Hitchcock hour. Yeah. Today also, and this is one of the horror goddesses out there. Cassandra Peterson, better known as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, Elvira. was born today.
0: And Man, she's still going. She is. She's coming back. Yes. Did you hear? Yes, Shudder is doing yeah. a, uh, a, a whole special with her. Big fucking kudos to you. Watching me <laughs> Who's watching me now? Is there- <laughs> I bet the IRS was having a field day with them. Oh, oh man!
1: Oh, <laughs> that was probably the only records that they had were clean. Oh, was the IRS records. They got, no, you know, no, they, got, no. they got they got paid up front.
0: Maybe, maybe. Who else we got? Was that everybody? That is it. Besides that, the only movie, the
1: horror movie, notable one that was released uh, on September seventeenth is. The movie Devil, which was released in 2010.
0: Devil, Devil, Devil. I'm not Shyamalan, right?
1: Yes, sir. I'm not Shyamalan.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Eh, not his best movie, but go watch it anyway. It's pretty it's oh, decent. Oh,
1: I did miss a birthday. Ian White, oh. who starred in Alien vs. Predator in 2004, uh, oh. and Alien versus Predator, Predator Requiem. He was also in. Requiem? Yeah, sorry. Requiem. Requiem.
0: I, I can never say that word. Yeah. It's hard for me.
1: He <laughs> was also in Prometheus, and he was in Game of Thrones. He played the hell, uh, some of the White Walkers, as well as Gregor Clegane in Game of Thrones.
0: Was this um? He played one of the aliens or something, right, or one of the predators?
1: And you are talking about? Oh, yeah, yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. He does a lot of okay. I was just.
0: I was just like, what? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well guys, go take our next poll. Who I don't know what it's going to be yet. Uh we got some interesting episodes coming up for you over the course of the next couple weeks as we bleed ourselves deep down oh, yeah. into the roots of spooky season. Just to kind of get you guys uh,
1: ready, we've got uh, another Ed and Lorraine Warren, episode. I don't even know if I want to anymore.
0: <laughs> I, at uh, this point, yeah, it's maybe a one-off. I don't we know. Yeah. I wanna...
1: <laughs> An episode specifically <laughs> on witches. We're going to also tackle most haunted places in America and get ready for our Halloween candy from
0: different countries episode.
1: (laughs) God, Ed's killing me. Get me off of here.
0: Okay. Good night, everyone.